Computer, initialize Holosuite. You know, I'm really easy to get along with most of the time. But I don't like bullies, and I don't like threats. And I don't like you, Color. Voyager podcast, where my Leola Root-loving co-host, Liam Smart, and I, Suzanne Williamson, look at Voyager episodes to work out whether our favorite captain has approached things in the right way, the wrong way, or the Jane way. Am I going to be called Leola Root-Liam from now on? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, you are. Before Suzanne and I, Leola Root-Liam, get started with the episode today, <laughs> why not give us a follow on Twitter at the Jane underscore way and tell us, you know, whether we're going to suffocate you on your pot noodle. And, <laughs> and also, <laughs> I loved that tweet. Thanks, Luke. And also join our Facebook community for our listeners called The Nexus, where you can discuss this episode and episodes of all of the other shows we have on Holosuite Media, including The Fluffernutter, a podcast about something, but I have no idea what that something is. I think it's a book or a sandwich. Sandwiches. Yep. It's sandwiches. It's a sandwich podcast. Yes. And bring your marshmallow fluff. Bring your marshmallow fluff. <laughs> oh, I have no idea what it is, but you should listen to it because apparently it's the most listened to episode of or podcast on our network. So, sure. For shame. Why aren't more people listening to the Janeway? Yeah, I know. Shame. Gonna. <laughs> Network self-destruct <laughs> Janeway Pi 110 <laughs> <laughs> How have you been though, Suzanne? I'm doing well How about yourself, Liam? I'm fine As of this recording It is one week until I start my new dream job And as of this episode coming out It would have been one week since I started my dream job <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that's about excitement in my life we have a guest supposedly next episode if i've got the recording times right we will see what occurs but yeah what are we doing today suzanne what episode have we got uh, i had to keep looking up the episode title because i could not remember and i was like ex post facto i was like no god damn we already did that one emanations no no we did that already i mean we could always watch ex post facto again if you want no no <laughs> So I finally just had to write it down, even though I saw it like maybe two hours ago. State of Flux, originally titled Seska. Oh, Seska. It's kind of good that they didn't name it Seska because that would totally have just given away the whole plot of the story. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, um, hmm, I wonder who did it since the episode is named after her. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, it is good to have an episode with more than one word in it. Oh, sorry, an episode title. Although I had a, t- a problem with this title, and it's three words. Well, do you know what? Your your argument's flawed then, isn't it? This one word title. My logic is always flawed. Oh, you aren't Vulcan. <laughs> no, I'm not. I am too hot-headed to be Vulcan. You're Romulan? Yes, most definitely. Devious. I don't even know what I am. I'm probably Orion. Trill. Trill? 
I mean, I've got no slug that's big enough to be a... (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, I set you up for that, didn't I? Wow. (laughs) Oh. You you did. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, oh, I was going to say something even worse. I'm going to say this, but I'm going to edit it out of the podcast. No, you better leave it in. I could be trill when I'm bottoming. (laughs) (laughs) see that would have been a good episode episode title only troll when i'm bottoming (laughs) if you want i can leave it in but i'm fairly sure we're gonna lose listeners oh and i won't be able to post to that one group again yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think we should move swiftly on Okay, state of flow, 7.7 stars, apparently, according to IMDb for state of flow. Wow. Yeah. Everybody likes the Seska. Mm, I mean, who doesn't? I know who doesn't like Seska, and that yeah, is our potential like guest next week. She does not like Seska. Yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't happy about having to cover Seska. No, so <laughs> they chose Hema as heroes and demons because they did not like Seska, but I'm going to grill this person next week to find out. Why? So hope they are looking forward to that. IMDB says State of Flux is a fatal disaster aboard a Kazon ship reveals mishandled Federation technology at its heart, which indicates a traitor on board Voyager. Bum bum bum. Mm. Wonder who that could be. Mm. Neelix. It's definitely Neelix. Or if you ask the guys on People vs. Star Trek Voyager, Hulk and Hogan. <laughs> Hogan out of this. We don't even have we even seen him yet? No, isn't Hogan like injured? Wait, is Hogan? I can't remember what he did. It was Hogan like the Sabbath, the um, like Seska loving one, yes, and the and Raphael Sabarch. Okay, and who was it that died on the planet who got eaten by unnecessarily by that worm on the basics planet? I can't actually fucking Crappy, remember. Crap, crap, crap. So, State of Flux is the second best episode, apparently, according to IMDb, of season one. Yes. Eye of the Needle was the best, apparently. I'm just trying to find out which is the worst. Oh, yeah. No, the fuck? No, these critics have no idea. The Cloud is actually the worst, apparently. They can get right. They can fuck right off. No, 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 no. The very last one, whose name I can't remember. Learning Curve? Nope. Nope. That's, yes, that's learning curve is the worst. Well, it's the worst, not, not according to IMDb. Nope. Ugh. Anyway, shall we get started? I was about to call you Seska. Was he, was he eaten in Basics Part 1 or Basics Part 2? I think Basics Part 2. Because now it's going to bug me. I want to know who this is. Who did Raphael Sabarge play? Oh, he played that um, annoying guy. That's yes, also- the annoying guy whose name I can't remember now. Oh. But I thought it was Hogan. But You know, he played Jonas. Not. He played Jonas. Jonas. That's right. My He's... name is Jonas. <laughs> yes. That's right. Okay. Yes. Shall we? <laughs> shall we get started? <laughs> <laughs> shall we actually talk about the episode we're supposed to be talking about? Sure. Okay. State of flux, Suzanne. Yes, I know it well. You do, yes, because you only just watched it. <laughs> so we open on. <laughs> So we open on the Basics Planet, 
which I guess they didn't really think that through because they went back there for basics because it's that exact same <laughs> spot where so many episodes are filmed of Star Trek. So, Isn't that also where they did um, the, the 37s? Probably. They probably just Isn't went the there. Same like, tunnel? <laughs> well, it's almost like every time they go in, on the caves in Deep Space Nine, it's like, oh, here's the caves just from a different angle, and then they use the same ones in Voyager Different as well. lighting. Mm-hmm. We're going to go for some mood lighting. We'll make them wet this time. <laughs> going to make it wet. And They're drippy some- caves. <laughs> <laughs> drippy wet mood caves lovely <laughs> uh so we're just on the planet and everything's all happy and joe carey the idiot that he is gets excited by some apples and he's like oh commander look at my apples and then neelix you walks leave along. joe and his poison apples alone well just fucking eat a poison apple and put me out of my misery so he's just gone forever Have to, don't make me wait till season seven to kill him off <laughs> But you don't see him again until season seven. Don't we? In like a present tense episode. Really? No. Everything, it, the only times you see him coming up after this are in like was memories he, or. Was he in worst case scenario? Like that. I don't know. I don't care. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they find out that they were poisonous apples. And then I'm like, oh, we're going to get a Snow White storyline. But no, we don't. We find out that Neelix just took us to the Basics planet that's not the Basics planet for Leola Root. The sole reason that he's gone there is for Leola Root. Which is just spray painted ginger root. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I like how we get that scene and they're just like bending down and pulling out these ginger root things that they've totally planted there not long ago because the soil's all disturbed. That's after Chicote took a bite and then spit it out in disgust. Mm-hmm. Did he actually physically take a bite of it? Like, actually take some of it in his mouth? I don't know. Did he swallow? No, he spit. Oh. <laughs> I mean, each to their own, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> So then we cut back to the ship and we're on the bridge and Tom thinks that he hears something like hearing ghosts and it's like some kind of cloaking device on a ship and Jamie's all like, <gasps> she, she like commands them to be pulled back. Now, how did Tuvok not notice this? He's the head of security. He should have noticed this. Mm-hmm. Also, wouldn't a polar on burst or whatever they put out be like, oh, we, we're trying to attack them? Yeah, you would think. You would think, wouldn't you? But yeah, so Janeway's like, oh, there's a ship. But they don't know what that ship is. They just know that there's one there first. So she decides to pull them back. But it's almost like, guys, you need to come back. Have a cup of tea and a scone before you do. You know, don't worry about hiring them back here, too quick. Maybe. <laughs> and, and to me, I'm, I'm already going to pull one out of the hat here and say that's wrong because she's like, who knows who it is? It could just be like, I don't know, an asteroid that's hidden. Or it could be a ship that's been there for like years and it's slowly degrading and falling apart. It could just be like a pathetic shuttlecraft. It could be Neelix's (laughs) dignity in a ship. Oh, it would be really tiny. Tiny Tiny dignity. So I'm thinking I want to put that as a wrong way because, like, seriously, she, like, jumped to a massive conclusion already first. This is before we found out who it was. Oh, yeah, she does. And how do they know who the Nistrum are? They've only en- ever encountered the Ogla. Yeah, actually, you're right. But, but 
Maybe isn't it because no, isn't it because Neelix said it first? I can't remember who said that they were the Nistrum first. It was Tuvok. Was it really Tuvok? I see. This has been three days ago, so I don't remember. But if that were Tuvok, then they wouldn't have a fucking clue who the Nistrum were. I don't think that's. Yeah, the, it's I like think it's it, the first he time he could have just mentioned. said Kazon. Yeah, and it's then it the could have been Neelix, Mister Helpful, going, "Ah, it's the <clears> Nistrum." <throat> and then he says that they're like the most. I was going to say ravenous. I don't think I want to come across a ravenous Kazon. <sighs> <laughs> uh, Raginous? No. Dangerous, that's the word. Not raginous. Raginous, dangerous. Okay. So when they realise it's the case on, Janeway like, actually full-on jumps in and then she's like, no, get back now! So that is now the right thing to do because you know what? You actually yes. know who you're dealing with. Not just a, exactly. oh, there's a ship out there. There's a shadow. There's a shadow and I'm afraid. I'm a groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Six more weeks of winter. Um, so then they find out that they're missing Seska. So Chakotay goes and looks for her in a cave, and this is where Seska apparently, like, well, not Seska. Martha Hackett has said in the past that so many times that Chakotay was running around and he like split his seams <laughs> in that. And I mean, this is like Suzanne wishing that she was Seska right now. <laughs> able to stop laughing imagine he's just running around he splits his pants open repeatedly what is free balling in that because it would have been hot i would think those uniforms would chafe really bad oh okay this is gonna have to be something that you're gonna have to tell me because i was a little bit too young in the 90s but were the common underwear of the 90s still like y fronts or briefs uh and boxers boxers were still is that like the ones where your balls fall out the bottom Yes. Okay, so it was one of those. So I would say that... It was either tidy whities or boxers. Okay, so they didn't have like the boxer briefs where it's all like the no. tightness of briefs, but the length of boxers. No. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'm going to imagine that he was freeballing and that it all flew out. <laughs> I still say that would chafe really bad because that's polyester. Uh, you know, that's not cotton. That's well, That's... Ouch. Well, perhaps Robert Beltran, if you're listening, tell us if you free ball or not. And if you did, did you use plenty of powder? Oh, I'd hope so. I sure hope so. So he goes and finds her in a cave and uh, she's like, oh, you found me. And I, was, I was looking for some mushrooms. Her giant bag of mushrooms, too. I just wanted to make you some soup because I know how much you liked it, Chakotay. <laughs> soup. I mean, I'm not going to lie, mushroom soup is beautiful, but not as not good as... Not the stuff she made. <gasps> oh, I mean, it's Seska. She probably put poison in that it That stuff well. looked nasty. And then uh, Chakotay shot. What a shame. And we jump to the credits. Yeah, they should have found something weird about that to begin with, because the Kazon just stunning someone or just a mild shot, not Actually, yeah. killing him. That's a bit of a plot fail, isn't it? But then yeah. this is also coming from the people who don't understand what water is and how to, like, you know, get water out of things. They don't know how to turn up their phaser to kill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marge, how do I turn the dial? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, see, to me, Kala doesn't seem that ignorant. So he's got to be this smart Kazan surrounded by these idiots. But isn't Mar isn't Color though an idiot though? I'd said though too many times. <laughs> Maybe 
he's just the smartest of the idiots. Okay, maybe it's like just about average. He's had a third grade education. Oh, okay. Whereas cool. the rest have not. <laughs> it's just like Marge Trump then. <laughs> After the credits, we're in Chicote's quarters and then Seska's like, hey, I bought you the silk that I got. And she gives us a example of how she was fighting with Neelix and then they had this marquee plan to get him out of the kitchen so Seska can break in to make said soup. Now, upon hearing that, I wanted to see the fight between Neelix. That would have been more interesting than what we got. It would have been. I want to see them fighting over this bag of mushrooms having I, to be broken up. They're my mushrooms. No, they're my mushrooms. I picked them. <laughs> but I'm the chef. If you wanted mushrooms, you should have picked them yourself instead of bringing on some of the damn Leola root. Yeah. Can, oh, Leola root stew. Hang on a minute. Leola root stew or mushroom soup? Picked by Seska. What would you choose? Can we get someone else to make the mushroom soup? Because hers just looked like milk with mushrooms chopped into it. Oh, it did, didn't it? Yeah. It was, oh. Oh. Oh, I think I'll take my chances on the I did really like the spoons they were using. Those were nifty looking spoons. (laughs) Is that what you wrote down? The spoons? Yes. (laughs) I was like, meat spoons. (laughs) Nasty soup. Fuck the show. I'm here for the cutlery. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so then Chikoto totally overreacts when he finds out that he's eating like, ooh, I'm eating like, oh, what's the word? Um, I'm eating felonious uh, soup. Felonious <laughs> Felonious mushrooms. It's like you went in and you made this. Oh, my replicator rations are going to have to be bad for this. I'm I'm a complicit in this soup murder. And then Neelix... It was worth losing two days replicator rations. Oh, gosh, yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and then Neelix comes on the comm and is like, Commander, somebody has broken into my kitchen. And then Sukoda's like, I know. And then he's like, if you'd like my recommendations. It's like, what do you reckon Neelix would recommend as a punishment? Like, how would you, how would Neelix punish? Death. Death. He wants death for a mushroom theft. Death by tickling from his, like, neck whiskers? Ew. <laughs> now, I would say by the bloodworm tartar that he was going to make. Oh. I mean, blood orange juice is nice, but bloodworm. Mm. No, bloodworms are, ooh, creepy. Ugh. I accidentally chopped off the tail of a lizard the other day. And when I mean accidental, it was like a gecko and I was moving something heavy so I couldn't actually pick it up. So I was dragging it along my deck, but like it must have been a lizard and it must have dragged its tail off. So like it had this bit of tail and the lizard just sort of ran off because the lizards, they they can just leave their tail. So it'll be perfectly fine. It'll grow a new one. But then it was this like tail, like an inch long. that was just like flapping around and I'm like, it's still alive. Well, you can take an an only lizards and attach them to your ears like earrings. Have you done that? A long time ago as a kid in Florida, yes, you would do that. Because they would just they would just bite. Yeah. And then sort of hang there. I'm not entirely sure if that's animal cruelty or a new fashion. <laughs> well, they were always fine afterwards. So I don't think oh, well, cruelty that's... just definitely weird things you do as a child in Florida. I think Florida's a bit weird, maybe. Yes, it is. Yes. Hello, Florida. (laughs) 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 
So also I just want to point out, like, it would have been really good if we had some of this intimacy between Chakotay and Seska, like, before this, because it would have really informed and made this episode a lot better. So, like, yes. you know, if we had it a little bit in, I guess, prime factors and all of that. But, hey, yeah, it still something. worked for me. Yeah, it still worked for me, especially as Chakotay was sort of like, no, no, thank you. So on the bridge, we find that we've got a distress signal from the Kazon Nistrum, and whoever it was that was like giving the Kazon out, like the distress, the whoever was giving out the distress signal that was Kazon, he kind of sounded like that guy from Phage that was like, "You don't have to explain yourself, Matura." <laughs> and it's honestly like me and Jordan do that to each other now. We're like, we don't have to explain ourselves to each other, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone back to Downton Abbey. We have, we have indeed. But honestly, that that that, that extra was one of my favourite extras. So this is where we have another Janeway point where Janeway's like, "Oh, we're going to have to go and intercept because you know it's uh, a ship in distress." Blah blah blah. But also, it's the Kazon Nistrum, the people that you just ran away from. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the exact same whole configuration. I don't understand. I don't understand that she just ran away from them. They shot her first officer. Oh, they're in distress. We must go help. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we were doing things with our hands then, like panic stations or tragedy. <laughs> yeah, I was doing an olive oil. Bye. <laughs> Somebody get me some spinach. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know if this. It wasn't the. I don't know if it was the right thing to do because you meant to. It was like. I mean, no one's gonna go and be like, "Oh, a Borg ship's in trouble. Let's go save them." And, Janeway would, and because they did. <laughs> they did that. Actually, in they child's did. Child's play. Oh, 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 fucking Janeway! All right, this is gonna be a Janeway. So it's decision, the dumb way. It? The Janeway or the dumb way? I'm gonna go Janeway. Okay, Janeway. Let, let's go Janeway. I mean, if we actually really did introduce the dumb way into this, it would... Uh, <laughs> it would take over everything. <laughs> pretty much every episode, yes. So then we have a cool scene um, on the Kazon ship. So, like, obviously some crazy shit went down. They're, like, melted into metal, which I thought was kind of cool. It kind of reminded me of season one of Discovery, like, with the twisted bodies. It reminded me of Han Solo and Carbonite. Uh, yes. I think I'm going to lose nerd points to this because I can't remember what that was. Star Wars. Well, I, I know it's Star Wars. Empire Matura. Strikes Back. <laughs> Boba Fett takes Han and closes him in carbonite and then takes him to Jabba. Ah, uh, right. Isn't Bring Boba me Fett Solo in... and the Wookiee. Isn't Boba Fett in Mandalorian? He is. Ah, oh, is that the same character? And he's getting, he's getting his own show. Is that the same character? Uh, it is the same actor from not from Empire, but um, that played him in, I want to say, Clone Wars one. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so they find like a device and they feel like it was something from the Federation and they don't quite know what it was, but then they beam the case onto sick bay because they need to obviously fix him up. Beam him to sickbay. <laughs> so in sickbay, the EMH is like, oh, his cells are mutated and his blood is infused with metal. And I'm like, 
I'm no biologist, but isn't there like a whole load of iron in blood anyway? But that's not really maybe not so much in Kazon blood. Oh, what what could be in their blood other than stupidity? Uh, silica. <laughs> silica. Do you know what? Actually, I'll probably don't. We're going to do that again where I don't have my hands tapping. Do you know what? We need more silicon-based life forms in Star Trek, not just the fucking Tholians. Yes. No because more carbon-based life forms. Come on now. We need more, more photonic life forms. Actually, that could be cool. Yes. Life forms for all. Also written down here that Kess got a line, which is nice because I always like a bit of Kess, but I, it's a bit pointless. Oh, but her mullet is back. Was it? Yeah, actually, was that like, actually oh, it is. And mullet. Actually, that makes more sense because Seska or Martha Hackett was like, oh, this was like the second or third episode that they filmed this season. So that would make sense oh. why the mullet is back. So then we get a walk and talk, which always fascinates me because it's like, how do they work out where they're going to start their line and finish their line so they finish it at the exact right spot? Yeah. So and you have to walk at a certain pace to do that. Mm-hmm. And everybody's legs are different lengths. Mm-hmm. So much to think about. It's like, Tim Russ, please walk with strides no more than one <laughs> foot two inches. I don't know what that is in real world measurements, but that'll do. Uh, so Janeway finds out it's the Federation. So she's mm-hmm. like a Federation piece of technology and she's all like, <gasps> oh, no. And then Hercule Tuvok starts his theorizing and is like, one, I don't understand my note. <laughs> <laughs> one, it wasn't Federation. It was from some other culture similar. Yeah. Which they seem to like dis, um, disregard. And it's like you've got the whole Delta Quadrant. Yeah, and you, you know, know nothing about the Delta Quadrant. Uh-huh, exactly. Two, it could be another ship that was bought to the Delta Quadrant. And Jamie's like, I don't know of any ship. Well, season six uh, says differently. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the last one is that somebody's covertly given it to the Kazon. And then she's immediately like, Tuvok, I don't like number three. Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> you said it. Take it back. You stuff those words back into your mouth. <laughs> Shove them up your Vulcan pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so here we have another decision from Janeway where she's like, Tuvok, only you personally has to go through all the logs yourself. <laughs> but in my opinion, this is a bit dumb because literally... Last episode, mm-hmm. she was like, Bring your you, logic to me. You just betrayed her. She's like, Has she forgotten yes. all of that already? That she's literally gone like, he's literally gone behind her back to do the opposite and to trade technology. And now she's yes. like, I trust you implicitly, too, Rock. Wrong way. Wrong way for continuity? For continuity, but Janeway, when it comes to her, the way her brain works. <laughs> It's the wrong way, Janeway. <laughs> oh, I've got to choose one. I've only got like a binary you can't give plus each one. a half a point. How about I give them half half a tally mark each? <laughs> <laughs> I feel tipsy enough. I only have one drink, and it's only half past one in the afternoon. 
So down in engineering, they're trying to work out how to get that fandangled thing off the Kazon ship. And Balana's techno-babbling, and then Seska does some techno-babbling, and Carrie does some techno-babbling. And then this is where I was watching the show, and I had to pause it, because in my head I created a techno-babble song, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it is now. But everyone would be techno-babbling. <gasps> That's what it was! It was the party rock anthem. So everybody every- was kung fu fighting. Get that. Everybody be techno babbling. <laughs> Coming up with shit as fast as lightning. <laughs> I think they're fucked in the head, Suzanne. <laughs> Let me get like a cool scene between Janeway and Balana because Janeway's like, well, I want it by the end of the day. And she's like, Balana's like, no, I don't exaggerate. But really, Janeway's just like, Kathy don't give no shit about your buffer time. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give no shits. I like that because Balana was like, I don't exaggerate. This is when I can have it done. You don't Mm -hmm. like it? Go suck something. Go suck a nacelle. (laughs) <laughs> suck a nice <laughs> <laughs> so then like Chakotay doesn't want Seska working on that he wants Seska on the bridge and Seska's like oh, no people won't trust me and Chakotay says that um, Seska that people are concerned about her and I'm like oh, sorry telling her is a fucking Chakotay decision because how dumb is that <laughs> Like, what would you say? Like, we're suspicious of you. I'm the assistant manager of the ship, and I think you're, like, stealing shit. So I'm going to tell you that you're stealing shit and that the captain is mm-hmm. investigating you. All right, what the fuck? How stupid. Well, he did have two spies on his ship. Mm-hmm. So. So he was, he was pretty oblivious to, like, the logic and shit. Yeah. But, I mean, what a Chicote way, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> Chicote way. <laughs> So in Sis in Cisco, oh, no, I can't talk anymore. <laughs> in Sick Bay, then Seska wants to go and see the Kazon for some whatever reason, and the EMH still has his bed's bad bedside manner because oh, she which... wanted to kill him. Come on, that's why she was going in there. Oh, actually, I suppose that makes sense. I thought he was trying to make sure he was okay. No, she totally wanted to kill him. I suppose that would make sense, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Because like. If he wakes up, he can talk. Exactly. Mm. She just didn't get a chance because both Kess and the doctor were hovering. Mm-hmm. And then we get the Kess asking about the blood sample. And it's like, oh, this is clearly a pointless part of the episode, but is not going to be pointless, like, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's like you're bringing up some random shit. Gonna be important. And why did they not notice until now? It's like, sorry, we've only been here for what? three months and you haven't how have they been there it's got to be three months by now it's gotta be yeah at least that i mean it's this is episode 10 or 11 or something so they might have been there for 10 days knowing them (laughs) (laughs) so neelix is already useless Mm -hmm. 10 days later <laughs> you need a guide. I'll be your guide. Oh, three days in. I don't know where we are. Sorry. Just, just don't expect. Just don't expect me to get you any further than the front porch. <laughs> um. So we jump to the ready room, and even though they're likely alone in there, the aspect ratio has them like basically oh standing gosh, inside like, of each other. <laughs> why are they so close and whispering in the ready room? It's like I think. 
passes no out. No one else is in there. The doors are closed. You don't have to be right on top of each other, folks. I think they literally were just like had a three way and then came out of it. It's like, now we've got to talk business. Because, <laughs> you know, as they're speaking, their bodies are pressed up against one another. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. It was just really weird to watch. You I got uncomfortable. Right- <laughs> you have the right way, the wrong way, the Jane way, and the three the way. The three way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Tuvox found out the problem. Um, I guess that's what I've written down. I don't know what that means anymore. And then we then we hear from the bridge, and we hear that more Kazon are coming, and that somebody has left Voyager, and it turned out to be Seska. And there's some argy bargy on the bridge about you know like wanting to get her back. And I just think Janeway should have just been like, "Be my back. Who cares if she's yeah. gonna die? We think she's dodgy anyway." Do I give a wrong way for not bringing her back or a right way for not bringing her back? Or a Jane way for just being Jane way? A Jane way because... Was she trying to have her pie and eat it? Her pie 110. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because they eventually, you know, bring her back anyway. Mm. Because she's passed out and injured. So after we hear her scream, yeah. They still could have killed her by beaming her out. Mm, okay. Because they I'll don't mark, know what happened. I'll mark that as a Janeway. I think that's a good one because she's like, okay, we can sort of just be a little bit slow and leave her there and see what she does. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I agree. So when she gets back to sick bay, the doc has a blood scan and that's pretty much all we get from down there. But then in the ready room, we have... Your favourite scene of the episode, probably, because it's got a bit of Joe Carey in it. My Joe! I'm going to let you introduce this scene. (laughs) So Joe is ushered into the ready room, asked to sit down. He looks a little worried, which I don't blame him because they were being very accusatory. Mm. It's it's kind of like Janeway's trying to provoke or find a reason for a motive. In a way, she's she like, I'm, if I prod hard enough, I will find it. And realistically, like, what is this interrogation? Is it really, like, the right way of doing things? No. No. It's like, no. wait, it's mean, basic, that's like innocent, guilty before proven innocent, in a way. That and Joe is a very, pretty much by the book, Starfleet officer. If he had a problem with Bellana, you would know about it. Mm-hmm. Because he would well, follow up that. the chain of command. Yeah, exactly. We know that literally from, like, Parallax. Yeah. So Mm. accusing Joe, it just, oh, it rubbed me the wrong way. But, I mean, it makes sense to to accuse Joe because it was Carrie's station. But everybody uses everybody's station. Come on now. Yeah. So then he gets restricted to quarters. So basically he's just going to have to sit there and jerk it for the next few hours. He's going to work on his little ship in a bottle. Ugh, boring. Be nice to my Joe. <laughs> so on the bridge again, the Kazon come and dun, dun, dun. It's Marge Color. Color. Janeway decides to bring him aboard. Eh, why not? I mean. Meet new friends. I think... <laughs> I don't know, like, clearly they've got someone on their ship, and they're sh- I think in her mind she's seeing it as, like, a, perhaps we could build a relationship here. 
Mm -hmm. Until they kill their crewmen, yes. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's a fair point. And I think, again, having her on board, I'm taking that as a Janeway because she wants to try and make things, but she's also really dumb about it because they've already tried to explode her a few times. Like, they're bitter enemies. And they've tried to kill her first officer. So... Down in sick bay, the Kazon go down there, and the EMH says that he's stabilized. But uh, Janeway, or the Kazon, want to take the other, you know, sick Kazon back to their ship, but Janeway won't do it. And Color is like, "What gives you the right to interfere in my affairs?" And is like, "Uh, well, I'm Captain Catherine Janeway, and that's what I do, <laughs> and that's what I do. That gives me every right." <laughs> Prime Directive have only not, applies when I decide. <laughs> have you not heard about me? Ask the Okla, they'll tell you. <laughs> ask the, and ask the Acumpa and ask, ask the people from Ex Post Facto. <laughs> Don't forget the Sicarians. I've made many friends. <laughs> Everyone loves me. <laughs> oh, so. <laughs> So Kazon number two stabs them with like a spiky ring in, oh, this has got to be like the most hammy acted scenes I have ever what seen. What was that? <laughs> so bad. Jamo's like, here's my gun. And the doctor's like, I'm over, I'm over here. <laughs> He's dead. I can't help him. I'm gone. <laughs> See ya. Computer deactivated mentioned medical hologram. I'm not required anymore. <laughs> And even the guy that like stabs him with the ring, he's like, stab, turns, smiles. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's terrible. Oh. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And then it's like, oh, well, whatever. And then we find out that Seska is <laughs> not a Bajoran, but actually a Cardassian. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and Janeway's face is like, Mate, I don't need this shit today. <laughs> I just don't need this shit. <laughs> it's like anything else. Tell me that she's like got cookies growing out of her butt or something, because seriously. <laughs> so then we jump back to the ready room, and they're not quite as close this time. They're a little bit further away, so perhaps they're not quite interested in his horny or something. And they talk about it's Seska. Been a long day. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a no long day. No one's in the mood. Day. Don't want no (laughs) three-way. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So uh, they're talking about Seska, and and I've written down so many times, instead of Jakota, I've written down Shaq. Shh. I hate when they call him that in fanfics. People call him that in fanfic. Yes. Oh, I'm like, gonna... please do not call him that. When they're ta- like, when other characters are talking to him, it's usually Balana or something. She calls him Chak, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it just sounds wrong. No, I think you put me off of fanfic for life because I, I'm literally I have my own ways of writing characters down now really quickly, and Shaq is what I've turned Shakozay into. I just do their initial J C T. 
That was Janeway Chicote Tuvok. Well, I'm just so used to JC. You know, JC Shipper. No, oh, that makes sense, yes. Oh, where are we going? Um so yeah, they talk about Seska and Ch- Ch- and Chicote doesn't believe them. She's like, I wanna talk to them myself and it's like uh what? So they obviously like hatch a little plan in here or something. But Janeway decides to not let Chicote go and talk to Seska until after um, they've got all the information from the console back. Yes. I think that's probably the right thing. Like that is definitely the right thing because, because he would have gone off half cocked and given away. Yes, yeah, so too much done information. More, done more chicote weighing. Too much chicote weighing. Uh, so then we're at the bridge, and Marge Color is getting angry, and then you get that awesome Janeway line. Oh, love that. That, she, that she's like, oh, I don't like bullies, and I don't like threats. And most of all, I don't like you, Color, which is totally the beginning of this episode. Like, we're going to yes. totally edit that in. Uh, and then she she responds with, I'm going to use all my unique technologies on you. Fucking total Janeway. <laughs> total Janeway moment. She's like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to blow you the fuck up, bitch. Yes, unique technologies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fire dildos out. <laughs> How did you know what I was thinking? Is that what you were thinking? Get out of my brain. Is that seriously what yes. you were thinking? <laughs> it's like hmm, unique technologies. Fire my photon dildos. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, are we going to need another explicit warning? Mm, not if we stop right now. Okay. I probably so won't be able to. Say. <laughs> that is so Janeway. That is not the right way. I'm going to put that as a question mark underneath because I feel like I might have already marked it off, but I can't remember. So we will see. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> this was funny when they're on the bridge and she's like, Balana, you need to hurry up and get out of there. And she's like, no, Captain, it went all according to plan. And Janeway's, <laughs> face, and Janeway's face was like, what the fuck are you so efficient? God star for like, you. You're like shocked. Like what? What? Nobody told me. I'm proud of my babies. <laughs> and down in engineering, they're back and they find out it's a food replicator of all things. And it's definitely from Voyager. Yeah. This is what I don't understand. If the Kazon, like, have no idea how to get themselves water. They're not going to know how to reprogram a replicator to make weapons. So just put some kind of code in it. Yeah, just make it foolproof. Just, just, I th- I th- it's, it's the problem with Voyager and the Kazon as a villain, I think, because the Kazon just aren't a good villain. No, because, I mean, I'm sure they've had those ships for quite a while. They would have learned different things about them and what could work and what couldn't. Yeah. I mean, they stole them from the tribe. Yeah. But surely, I mean, if they can fix a bloody dilithium injector port or something, they surely can. If they can figure out how to fly it. <laughs> I can't work out how to pour a glass of water, but I can damn well fly it. fly this ship. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Uh, so back at Cisco, I mean, at Sick Bay, Chicote and Seska are talking, and she's like, go talk to your animal guide. 
And he's like, no, I did that last night. Uh, Chakotay shows or says that he knows that it's her or something. No, no, no. He knows that they know how it's been done and that it's from Voyager. And that Mm -hmm. he knows that she's a Cardassian. And she comes up with an actually really quite plausible story for the layman person. Like Orchid's disease and that she got bone marrow from a Cardassian. She would have had that story already in the back of her mind anyway. Oh, well, yeah, true. That'd be like her get out of jail free card. Yeah. In a way, to someone. But uh, his and the... (laughs) His secrets weren't enough for her. Like she would, have, his secrets are shit, so they wouldn't have meant anything. <laughs> Hasn't Janeway already told him something like that? Oh, oh, oh! I can't remember from when, but it's like you just bland about Marquis secrets, and it's like, yeah, yeah, we knew about that. Or oh, yeah, that's when he was like, "I'm going to do an old Marquis trick," and she's like, "Yeah, I know that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, she's just saying that Chicote is bland as fuck. Oh, so, um, <laughs> and I've also written here, there's only one agenda that she ever had, and that was Chakotay's snake. Which is not his spirit animal. No, just <laughs> his, <laughs> something definitely corporeal in that. His personal snake. <laughs> <laughs> personal bona fide snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, reel it back in. <laughs> so anyway he leaves there and then it's like seemingly's tricked her that she'll probably take the bait so then in engineering Chakotay and Tuvok are playing cards and uh, say some crap about how cards and the logic of cards I've written down yawn here and uh, yeah, they obviously went cards and blah 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 mm-hmm. they obviously went fishing they got a bite and they were working walking they were working out who was trying to do it and the access codes. And Balana's like, oh, it's got to be Carrie. He's, it's his thing. It's pointing his finger right at him. Uh, sorry, it's pointing mm. his finger right at Seska. Mm-hmm. Which, which, again, I thought was clever. But Chakotay wasn't convinced. Which I thought this was a good scene just to see where things are happening. But it's also a bit of a filler scene, really, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, you, um, we didn't really need it. <clears throat> no. So back in Other the than to place. make Ch- Ch- Chakotay get a little bit of his smarts back. Mm. Yes. It's like, <laughs> redeem him. Puff him up a little bit. Make him feel better. It's okay, it's like, Chakotay. It's that gold star for you now, Chakotay, as well. <laughs> All the gold She'll stars. She'll give you that gold star later. Oh, yes. Alone. <laughs> She's got a gold star tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so back in sickbay, Chakotay confronts Seska, saying that she's caught that he caught them, and how he caught them. And Seska's like using her own code for it, which do you know what is exactly to be quite honest with you, exactly how I would do it. I would plant my own code there, thinking that somebody might, you know, think that it's not me. Yeah, why? Why would he point the evidence to himself? That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. And then we get the best scene afterwards. The lights go on, bam, in comes security. It's like the mood lighting turns to jail lightning. There's Ayala in the background. Oh, Ayala. We killed him off, didn't we, in season one or two of our own show. I miss you, Ayala. Yeah, we're sorry for, you know, having your whatever, the liver ripped out of you. (laughs) But then the EMH comes in and said, "You you can't trick me. I am basically a walking textbook. 
So he like worked out all about Orchid's disease and the Bajoran mm-hmm. like medical texts or whatever. So then we get Chakotay asking why and she said that it was for him and the crew and that she hates Janeway's decisions for leaving him there and it's literally just minor technology like we just said. It's literally just mm-hmm. a fucking food replicator. They're too dumb mm-hmm. enough to do everything else. Would you give away the food replicator for it? Would you do a Seska? I wouldn't do it with the Kazon. No? No. Who would you do it with? Of the aliens that we've seen. The ones we've, who have we seen so far besides Kazon and Sakarians and Vidians? We haven't really seen anyone major, have we? The Acumpans yeah. or the Acumpa? I would... I would give it to the Ocampa. Okay. But what could they do for you in return? Oh, I have to get something in return? Well, Seska's done it for um, protection in a way. It's like, why don't we give him protection? Uh, the thing. Well, I, don't, I don't know that I would give it to get something in return. Yeah, but Seska is given it so that it's almost like an mm-hmm. exchange of like, so you protection. So you want me to think like Seska then? Well, almost. Well, no. But, I mean, she's done it in return because they were going to give protection through the Alpha Quadrant. Mm-hmm. Delta Quadrant. Yes, that place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I'd give it to anybody if I needed protection from who we've seen so far. Yeah, that's true. I mean, let's face it, if they just stopped going into other planets, they probably wouldn't have any of the issues that they face in the protecting. Yes. Stop talking Mm. with people and meddling in the affairs of others. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I'm Captain Jamie. I don't do that. (laughs) Not at all. Have you met me? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hello. So Seska beams herself off the ship. She's like, mahaha. And Janeway wants to get her back but can't. And she makes the right decision, in my opinion, to just leave her, which is rare considering what we know happens in Equinox. But definitely the right decision to let Seska run away Mm -hmm. and deal with her another day. Mm Mm-hmm. So then in the mess hall at the end, we get, like, the ending scene that we have to be like, everyone's all happy, smiley faces, roses are around the neck. And... The Vulcan, the Vulcan, Tuvok, says that Vulcans are always honest, but is only honest to his own convictions, which is kind of like you're, on, like you're only looking after yourself and it's like if you think you're right, then you're not going to see anyone else's opinion and no one else's honesty and that counts, if it's that makes that, sense. It's that whole logic thing. Yeah, like flawed logic. We should have gone to Janeway with that. <laughs> you bring your logic to me. You're flawed. Except when I need you not to be. (laughs) (laughs) Which was earlier. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when I need you only. Thank you. So I thought it was a nice chat. Tuvok basically said that he was fleeced as well. Because, you know, like Seska fooled him, which is kind of disturbed him. You could see it in his face a little bit, but meh, whatevs. Yes, which is. Do you think this is the point he started writing the worst case scenario? No, it couldn't have been because Seska... Oh, yeah, Seska was still on. Seska was the one that was still on, yeah. Because she would have been... She was busy. She was really busy in these these few weeks. She was busier than anybody else. Unless she wrote it in basics, potentially. But no, because she planned on keeping the ship in basics. Uh, Yeah, that's Until Suter showed up. 
Oh, Suda. I wish I had Betazoid eyes. That would be a little creepy. What's that song that says about eyes? It's like, is it Be- Betty Betty Davis eyes? Betty Davis eyes. It's like, is it Betazoid eyes? She's Betazoid. got Betty Davis eyes. <laughs> He's got Betazoid eyes. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a very other musical episode of The Janeway. If you decide to unsubscribe from us, we do not blame you. <laughs> not in the slightest. That's the end of the episode, Suzanne. Yay! Tally it up, tally it up. <laughs> tally it up. It's a close one. It's a close one. Coming in last. Wrong way and Janeway. Coming in last, we have Wrong Way with two and a mm-hmm. half. Hmm. Coming in second is the right way with three, meaning this episode was actually a Janeway. Janeway! With three and a half. Oh, it's a good thing we did that half then. It is a good thing we did the half because it's about time we actually had one that's, you know, named after our actual show. Yeah. But yeah, no, so it is a Janeway for the first time, I think, since. Uh, what was the episode? Uh, since Phage, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, because it had it's a few right ways and a dumb way, and I've lost my bit of pain. Oh, so the dumb know. way. I can't believe the dumb way is our most listened to episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are just intrigued by the title. They're like, really, the dumb way? I must know more about this. <laughs> maybe. If somebody could tell us, maybe that might be interesting why the dumb way is our most listened to, but... We will see. But yes, what do you think of the episode overall, Suzanne? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I enjoy this episode because it gives me more Seska and more Joe. Okay. Even though I don't get any more Joe until, I don't remember. This is the last time we see him for quite a while. I thought this episode was good. It's not the best, but it has Seska in it and we Mm -hmm. all know how we both love Seska, so... That it is definitely is... better than some other episodes this season. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, ex post facto. Oh, next, next, next episode is Heroes and Demons, which I'm glad we've Learning potential... curve. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad we got our potential guest on for Heroes and Demons because I feel like that yes. will make it more tolerable. That should make it much, much better. Well, thank you for tuning in to us. We really appreciate all of you who listen to us and talk about Voyager. We'd also love it if you actually subscribed as well and gave us all of the stars and leave us a review like we've received one now. And this is the point where I will pick up my phone from the floor and read it. (laughs) This one is from someone called Weemabelle from the United Kingdom. Five stars because, you know what, that's what we're worth. We're totally five stars. And it goes... (laughs) If you love Voyager and if Janeway is your captain, then this is a great listen. It's enjoyable. It's funny. I mean, are we funny, Suzanne? Uh, I I like to think we are. I'd like to think so too. But um, if we're not, sorry. Uh, but this person <laughs> thinks we are, so thank you very much. This is getting me through the night shifts, and I look forward to tuning into new episodes. Thank you for keeping Voyager on the map, as it is truly a great show and one of my favourite Star Treks. Fab. So thank thank you you. very much. And yeah, if anyone else wants to leave us a review, please do. Be nice. I don't care for your shit. Suzanne, where can we find you online? Well, you can find me elsewhere talking about Star Trek on Boldly Go, a Strange New Worlds podcast with my friend Brandy. You can find me on Twitter at either KJaneway8 
or stained sass where you will see some of my stained glass creations. And Liam, where can we find you online? You can and find me. Anywhere else you happen to be eating Leola root. Oh, uh, yeah. You can find me on Jamie Oliver's Leola root cooking channel where I basically <laughs> stand there naked with a Leola root. Like, which one is Next which? to Jamie Oliver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Jamie Oliver's in front of me. Um, so, <laughs> actually, no, he's not. I don't find him attractive. Um, what was I going to say? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at LS74656. Just remember to follow us on Twitter at the Jane underscore way and on Facebook in our listeners group, The Nexus. Until next time. Remember to keep doing things not the right way, not the wrong way, but the Jane way. Sweet Media. Computer. List other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, her first Trek, a Star Trek review podcast. When Data gets there, she's scantily clad. I mean, that bit of clothing goes low. She must have had a wax job just before. Oh, yeah. It goes about as low as any item of clothing could go without showing your vagina. Mm. Don't you think? Would you wear anything that low? Is that even a real question? Of course I wouldn't wear anything that low. I was just wondering because I was going to get I pull get all of my stuff up to my belly button. <laughs> no one wants to see that. My uterus would be hanging out. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, I'll scratch that off the list then. Back to the oh, Princess Leia fantasy. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Vedic Assembly, a Deep Space Nine podcast. Uh, because of the expanse, like if you mm-hmm. were if you were trying to portray a, a species like that in Star Trek, you were like, oh, they're just doing the Belters from the expanse. Yes, well, and actually, they did it better in the expanse than they did in Star Trek. Because they actually hired really, really lanky, tall people to play them. Mm-hmm. They can't do practically what the Belters would really look like according to the books, but they hmm. did as close as they possibly could, and yeah. it still works for me. And it's a much more interesting origin and story and they just did everything better loading holosuite preview program for random trek review a star trek review podcast who knows i mean what's the worst that happens they all have a terrible experience and you you learn that okay maybe there's nothing we can really do to to get these people to work better and you know you go from there or aliens shear off the side of the delta flyer and they all die a horrible death in space i mean that could happen too (laughs) yeah that's also possible but then i guess i mean you'd have a whole new problem but that would solve the problem of three underperforming crew members computer deactivate holosuite